Why don't we just take a second and just say thank you this morning. God, we're so blessed beyond measure, God, of all the blessings that you've loaded us down with. Your grace, God, that we don't deserve. Your mercy and your strength. God, your love towards us and compassion towards us, God, that when we didn't deserve it, but God, you were there. You were there in the midst of the haziest night. God, on the greatest day of our life, you were there. God, when we felt like you weren't there, you were there. And when we overlooked you because of the good days, you were still there. I can never repay it. But I thank you, Lord, for loving me anyways. Hallelujah. Would you just give the Lord one more hand clap of praise? Amen. It's so good to be with the Hoppers this morning. And uh, always a privilege and an honor to be here. Um, and I'm glad that they're here this time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. No, it's a great honor that he allows me to be here when he's not here, um, but I am uh, excited that they are here today. Amen. If you have your Bibles, uh, let's go to Psalms 119 and verse 71. Psalms 119 and verse 71. And when you got it, say word. I hear the trickle the congregation. <laughs> Amen. It's on the screen if you if you hadn't found it yet. <laughs> I just haven't heard a lot of words, you know. Amen. There we go. There we go. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. And I'm going to wait to read the rest of that scripture. How many know that's probably not the, a shouting scripture? It is good for me that I was afflicted. Lord, I ask you today that you would bless this time together and the ministering of your word. I ask God that this would not just be a word, but this would be for somebody today. And I pray, God, that you would encourage and strengthen God and give direction this Sunday morning. We praise your name. Amen. You may be seated. Have you ever had enough? Just wanted to maybe scream out, I've had enough. But you kind of would bite your tongue and hold hold back and just kind of smile. Now, okay, I know none of you have been there before, but the truth is, is this, I mean, it can be the littlest things, or it could be something big. Um, you know, I, I don't hate dogs, but I can't stand dogs that just bark for hours and hours and hours. Those owners need some help. The ones that leave their dog outside and then they leave for eight hours while their dog just barks continuously. After a while, you're like, I've about had enough of this dog barking. 
Now, to per- this person that just walked in your house and hears the dog barking may think, what is wrong with this guy? Why is he so upset about this dog? He needs to chill out. But it, after a long enough period of time, your meter of how much you can take of a dog barking has now hit the limit. If you didn't know you had a limit, you're probably going to find out you have a limit pretty soon. <clears throat> but it can go for anything in life that you just kind of get to the place where you said, I have had enough. I've had enough. Or, or how about this saying? You're about to get on my last nerve. <laughs> You're about to get on my last nerve. That, in, that means that you had many nerves. And they are all have been used up to their capacity. And now that you are down to your very last nerve. And, and, and if you wanted to know, you are getting on it. And, and about to fill up the capacity of my last nerve. Does anybody in here have road rage? I know you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe this Sunday morning on the way to church when people drive so slow. Okay, it's just me. Pray for me. I need help. But I get irritated when people go so slow. I, I, there's only so much of it I can take, and my wife reminds me very often, you just, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> mm, amen. <clears throat> We're going somewhere today, I promise. <laughs> but I, you hit a place, no matter what it is, if it's kids acting crazy, if it's the weight of a job, if it's finances, all of this stuff carries weight. It carries pressure. It carries things that are on you that eventually you get to the place and you say, I have had enough. I cannot take any more. And often this feeling happens when more is being pulled out of me than is being put in me. If I were to turn my furnace on but open every door and window in the house, It'd be hard for my house to get warm because there's so much leaving. It's hard for what is coming in to replenish what is leaving. And if I am honest today that sometimes life has a way of draining me. Little pinholes. It's nothing necessarily big. But little pinholes that kind of just put a little hole in you and a little hole in you to eventually you just begin to, no matter what gets poured in you, You feel like as fast as it comes in, it's leaving. And it leaves you feeling drained. I don't know about you, but there's often days you wake up and you feel great. You have your cup of coffee. You feel energized. You feel like, okay, I'm ready for the day. But by the end of the day, your eyelids are heavy. You're tired. You're exhausted. And you say, I don't want to do anything today. I want to go home and sit on the couch. Maybe that's your Sunday lazy day, but I want to go home, sit, chill out, because there's just this has been a long day. It's been a long day. There's just a lot draining me and pulling from me. Am, am, I, am I making any sense this morning? I may, maybe you, your life is perfect here in Dewajak, and you've got everything figured out, and every day is sunshine and roses, and, and I'm glad for you. But, but the truth is, is that life has a way of draining every one of us. 
It's not just the Instagram reels that show the highlights of things being wonderful, but life has a way of pulling things out of us. We get to the place where we say, I've had enough. Whether it's affliction or whether it's sickness or whether it's pain or sorrow or maybe just somebody who's a pain in your neck. They pull at you, drain for you to you get to the place where you say, I've had enough. But this is what I believe today. The truth is, is you're a fighter. You're hopeful, but you're tired. Have you ever been there? Yeah, you don't give up. You don't roll over easy. You don't just throw in the towel very easily. To others on the outside, it may look like you did, but the truth is, is they don't know the battles that you fought. They don't know that some people don't even know the battles you fought to get get to church. And I'm not talking about fighting lions and bears. I'm talking about mental and physical and spiritual warfare that drains on you, that pulls on you to the place where you say, I don't even know if I want to go to church this morning. I don't even know if I want to get up and go to the house of God. In fact, I don't even want to go to work today. But that's every day. Because it's pulling on me. It's draining me. Now that I'm hopeful, but I'm tired, now through unclear vision and fatigue, I see the problems with no solutions. I don't see rest. I don't see any of that. But all I see is problems. All I see is this is wrong, that's wrong. And some seasons are worse than others. Some seasons are worse than others. I'll give you that. There are some seasons of life where you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But there are some seasons of your life that are okay, but there are some that it's the place of restoration. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. We need restoration. I'm going to say that again. We need restoration. That's why we can pray when we come into the house of the Lord. Renew my mind. Renew it. Why? Because my mind is the battleground where most fights are fought. Is in my mind and I need it to be renewed. I need, I need it to be made like new to where I, so when I walk out of here today that I'm not walking out the same person that I walked in. I don't want to come to the house of God just to see what so-and-so did or the other person did or how good the preaching was and hopefully you just come back next service or how good this was or how good that was, but I've come to get plugged into God because I am leaving and I'm living in a real world and I need the help of the Lord if I'm going to face the battles that I'm meant to face. I need God. I need him every day. I need him every moment of my life. I need him to be my strength, my guiding light in the darkest hour. What is, what is the name of this church? It's a lighthouse. You have a lighthouse because when somebody's in a storm and somebody's far off, that there's a light that is shining. That in the darkest night where no one else is around, and the storm is raging, there is a light shining saying there is solid ground at some point. 
Don't ever forget that's what this is. is you can be in a city that's dark and you can be in a nation that's dark, but this church is still a lighthouse that shines to say there's still hope for your children. There's still hope for this world. There's still hope in America because there's still people that love God and follow after His truths and follow after the will of God and that still believe in healing and still believe in a miracle-working God. The song says he's still moving, he's still proving, he's still working. I'm glad we don't serve a dead God. I'm glad that we don't serve a God that's retired and hung his hat up and we're just here to talk about the great old times and the great things that God did in the past, but God's still moving here today. His spirit is still here today. Don't get so focused on yesteryear that you forget that God is in your present and God wants to be in your future. That God's still moving. He's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. There's still people getting baptized and their sins remitted. Hallelujah. And there's a, there's a God that cares enough, and this isn't in my notes, but there's a God that cares enough to have an Ananias for us all. That God was working on behalf, about to convert Saul of Tarsus. He's about to convert him into Paul. And here he is. He's over here. That God's working on both ends. It wasn't in a church service. It wasn't necessarily within the four walls. But God was working on one person. Then they didn't even see God moving. You, if you just compare to what God is doing within the four walls, you may miss some of the greatest miracles that are happening in this day because God is still working outside the four walls. God's still giving dreams and visions and dealing with people's hearts who are backslidden or far away from God and He's dealing with them. And that's where we got to come and be the light of the world and say there's still hope it's not that I'm perfect it's not that I have my life together but it's the light and the God that is within me that is perfect hallelujah somebody say amen I'll calm back down praise God praise God some seasons are worse than others but you got to hang in there you got to hang in there. It's not a sprint. It's not a dash, but it's, it's an endurance to the end. There's a story of a little boy who was playing outside and tried to move something but could not move it on his own accord. And he tried over and over to move this heavy object. And he was getting so frustrated. And after a, tons of frustration, he decided he was going to go back in, in into the house. And when he went back into the house where his father was and he was frustrated and upset and tears in his eyes. And his father asked what was wrong. And he said, I tried and tried everything I know how to do and I can't move it. I'm just frustrated. And he said, no, you haven't tried everything. You haven't asked me for my help. There's a father and a loving God that looks down on us and sometimes we're trying to move something so heavy on our own accord and our own ability and our own strength and we're frustrated and tearful eyes and frustrated that nothing seems to be moving and we come to God and say, God, I've done everything I know how to do. I'm ready to quit. And the question God could ask you today is, have you? You haven't come to me to ask for my help because the Father's way stronger than you and I are. He's stronger than we are. He's wiser than we are. He's mightier than we are. He's a God that makes ways out of no ways. He's a God that heals the broken heart. 
I can't heal a broken heart. You can't heal the broken heart. But God can heal the broken heart. All we can be is be a conduit and a vessel for God's honor. I believe this. I believe there are things that only God can do. How many believe that? But I also believe that God has created it that the body. The Bible talks about it. He said, why are you going around praying for someone to be warm? Give them a blanket. <laughs> Sometimes we'd rather say, oh, Lord. No, go give them a blanket. Why? Because I've created, you're praying for God to come do something and keep them warm. Why don't you get into action? Because I have created the body to be, to be the resource. You're, you, yes, you're limited because you're just the hand. I've created the rest of the body to operate. And when we isolate ourselves from one another and we isolate ourselves and say, well, the, the hand, this arm doesn't love me and this, this person is against me and there's dysfunction in the body, all of a sudden we find ourselves in lack. The story that my dad used to say that for years I'd hear him preaching this about the man who was drowning out in the ocean and prayed that God would come and save him and 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 people kept coming by a man came by in a raft someone came by in a canoe other people came by and kept asking him do you need help and the man said no no I'm fine somebody's coming and then eventually he's sitting out there all alone and he asked the Lord he said Lord I prayed and you said you're sending somebody and no one came he said yeah, they did. They came on the raft. They came on the canoe. They all came. Sometimes God sends people in our life and sends people in our life to be the guiding light. It doesn't always seem like the most spiritual thing, but it's God's help of him sending somebody to save us. We often try to do it all on our own. Never take it, never taking it to our Father. We, we, we don't have enough. We're not enough. And affliction brings that out. Troubles reveal. Is this too boring for y'all this morning? Troubles reveal uh, to us that I need God. You can think of a, a young child who is, who is eager who says, I'm ready for that. My dad told my grandpa one day, he said, he said, I'm ready to run the farm. And he was just like 10 years old. And so my, my grandpa let my dad try to run the farm one day and he quickly found out that he was not ready to run the farm. <laughs> he wasn't ready to run the cruise and run everything. And when sometimes we come in with good intentions and eager like Peter and say, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. I'm coming. And I think God loves that. Come. But then we realize and we start looking around at our own strength and our abilities and we all of a sudden get a dose of reality that I am not as strong as I thought I was. And when I see the winds and the waves, all of a sudden I begin to sink. But there's a father and a good God that doesn't just let us drown. If we would open up our mouth and cry out and say, Lord, save me. It's not always a pretty prayer. In fact, the Bible says you're not going to be heard for your vain repetitions. You're not going to be heard by you just repeating a cute prayer, but you're going to be heard when you get honest with God and just, even if it's an ugly prayer, 
and just say, God, I need you. Have you ever prayed those kind of prayers? I'm talking the kind of prayers that you're in your car. You're, in, you're at your house by yourself or you're at an altar and no one else is around and it's not some beautiful prayer but it's just an ugly prayer of tears and where you don't even have the words to say but there's a God that knows your tears and they speak loud enough of your situation and your pain that he can step down and help. Amen. In your father's hands the Lord takes five loaves and two fish and makes it enough. He takes not enough and makes it enough. But it's only in the Father's hands that he's able to bless it. And then they break it and they spread it out and multiply it unto everyone else. But it is blessed by the Father. Let me tell you, isn't it a blessing to be blessed? There are some things that you can look at and say, well, how are you where you're at? It's because of him. It's because of his blessings. It's because of his favor. You can look, you can look sometimes at your job or where you are working or whatever the situation is and say, this was God's doing. This isn't my doing, but this is God's doing. He's blessed. He's opened doors. And how does that happen? Because there's a God that takes not enough and makes it enough. He's the God who steps in situations where there's no way of escape and makes a way of escape. He's the God that steps in when you feel emotionally drained and no strength at all. And he steps in and says, I am your strength. I am your helper. I am your helper. I am your helper. That very word right there that I am your helper. I know you don't need help. But sooner or later, if you get honest with yourself, you're going to realize I need help. I need help. And he's my helper. I need him today. I need him today. See, we serve a God that knows what it's like to walk this earth. We serve a God that knows what it's like. He said this. He says, foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, he doesn't fit. He has nowhere to find rest. The very place that he created and those that he formed out of the dust of the earth and breathed the breath of life in are now looking at him and mocking him and ridiculing him. And he's stuck over on the waysides and trying to run away from crowds of people who are trying to stone him and kill him. That doesn't sound like an easy life. But life is not easy. But we have a father that knows what it's like. I'm going to say that again. We have a father that knows what it's like. He knows what it's like not to have a place to find rest. We think that God is just so far removed because we don't hear him audibly speaking. He's present. He's near. If we really knew how near he was, I think our life and our hope would change. Because we would realize that God's still moving for me. He's still working on me. We serve a God that knows what it's like. How many are thankful for that this morning? That same God says, come unto me. You heard your pastor say it already today. All who are weary. Come unto me all who are weary and tired. 
I, I told our church just a couple services ago, I said, we sometimes paint God in an image that he is not. And we paint him to be this hard taskmaster, this hard God. And the truth is, is from the very get-go of us coming to him, he says, all those who are broken and hurting and tired and exhausted, I want you to come to me. And the next thing is, is I can change out your weariness and your tiredness and give you joy. Not a moment of happiness, because happiness is cheap. Happiness can be bought. Joy is something different. Joy is something that in the midst of pain, you have strength and a smile on your face. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. It is my strength. Why? It's his presence. It's his joy that gives us the strength to make it over. So come unto me who are tired and weary. And then he says this. What does he say? He says, Brother Hopper, he says, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. Cast your cares upon me for I care for you. I care for you. I, I can't imagine Brother Hopper, here's what I want to happen after service. I want you to go into your office, and then I want every one of you to go line up outside your office. He didn't approve this, by the way, but this is just me, you know. We're going to line up in front of his office, and every one of you get to come in and tell all your life troubles and woes to him, all right? <laughs> now, he probably would not even be on to handle all that. He'd be, Lord, have mercy. Give me a break. Think of God, who's got the whole world in his hands, and says, come unto me all who are wearied and tired. If I were God, I'd say, come unto me those that at least got it together. I, I don't have strength or time for all you, yeah, you, yahoos. <laughs> but he didn't say that. He said, come unto me all who are tired and wearied. And then he says, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. Oh, Lord. So he's inviting the entire world of those that will open up their mouth that they can cast all of their trouble on the Lord. And he says, I've got it. See, human nature, we don't have it. Even a pastor, as good as he can be, he can't handle everybody's trouble. The, you, the best psychologist can't handle everybody's trouble. And you can't handle even all your own trouble. But there's a God that says, I can take the weight of every trouble every problem and every sin you got to learn to cast those things off and say that's not going to weigh me down it's not going to stop me from my race it's not going to stop me from running on for Jesus I've got a promise I'm I didn't come this far to give up somebody get that in your soul tonight I didn't come this far to give up I didn't serve the Lord this long to give up on God I didn't worship him this long and give tithes this long and build the kingdom of God to then walk away and say what was it all for there's a God that's reaching down and saying I'm not that person I'm not that person that did you wrong but I'm a loving God that says if you've got trouble you can give them to me if you've got mistakes you can give them to me if you've got all types of worries and anxieties you can give them to me Hallelujah. Without him, I can do nothing. But through him, I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
I'm not able to do it on my own. It's good sometimes that I'm afflicted because it shows me that I don't have it all together. And I can get to that place where I'm screaming out, enough is enough. But God is more than enough. My God is more than enough. I know Brother Hopper knows that song. <laughs> he can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. <laughs> he's more than enough. I'm not enough, and I've had enough, but he's enough. He can get you through. Let's just take a track record. He's got you through in the past. I think he'll get you through again. He's going to get you through again. He hasn't changed. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to read a little story to you real quick, and I'll be done in the next few minutes. I don't want to hold you up all day. But I, I read this and that a pastor shared, and I thought it was so good, and I want to share it with you. The pastor of a small church would occasionally call on one of the gentlemen to pray. And every time this one particular guy would pray, he would pray, Oh God, thank you for this word today and bless these people today. Then he would end with the strangest statement. And oh God, oh Lord, prop us up on our leaning side. Every time the preacher would call on him, he'd pray, Oh Lord, prop us up on our leaning side. Finally, the pastor pulled him aside and he said, I love the way you pray, but I don't understand your little closing phrase. What are you talking about? Prop us up on our leaning side. He responded, well, pastor, I'm a farmer. I live out on the farm and, you know, I live in the country and I've got an old barn. And it's been a very long time and it's, and, and, and it's been through a lot of weather and a lot of storms and a lot of bugs have eaten at it. He said, I got, got, got to looking at it one day when I was riding on my tractor and I, I noticed that it was leaning to one side. So I thought to myself, oh my goodness, this barn is leaning and it's a matter of time before the whole thing falls. He, he continued, so you know what I did? I went out and got some pine beams and I propped it up on its leaning side. He said it still leans and probably always will, but propped it up on its leaning side. And it's not going to fall down because I propped it up on its leaning side. And I got to thinking about it when I was on the tractor. Pastor, I, I was riding in the field. I thought about the kind of year I've had and some of the storms I've been through and some of the people that are bugging me and eating away at my joy and eating away at my spirit. And I just got to thinking, you know, I'm still here. I'm still standing. After all that stuff I've been through, the storms, the hollowing winds and they couldn't topple me. I, I, I'm still standing by the grace of God. He concluded from time to time, I find myself leaning, leaning toward my old desires, leaning toward anger, leaning towards becoming bitter or hateful at some people who are bugging me, or leaning towards going back to the old habits and the old life I used to have. And when I feel myself starting to lean towards that tendency, I, I just remember that old barn. And I pray out loud on my tractor, Lord, I thank you that you're going to prop me up on my leaning side. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms of the Almighty God. 
I'm not strong enough and you are not strong enough. And if we try to take everything that comes our way, we will find ourselves like the beginning of this uh, sermon, if you could call it that, of yelling out, I've had enough. My last nerve is about to be uh, filled to its capacity. I'm, I, I can't take any more. But I've come to tell you today, God loves you. He wants you to make it. He prayed. He said, I pray that your faith fail not to Peter. He was praying for Peter, even though Peter was denying him. Why? Because it's his will. That, it's not his will that any should perish, but that all. It's his will that not one of you would lose out or walk away from the, the gift of God, but that God, that you would he, hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In fact, and as I'm closing and the musicians come, in fact, it, it, it says, in the time of need, come boldly before the throne of grace in the time of need. See, that's when we shy away. That's when we try to fix things on our own ability. That's when we try to make it all work on our own accord. But that's the God that says, in the time of need, don't come timidly, but come boldly to the throne of grace. What is grace? Paul, uh, Paul and pray and pray and pray to, to remove this, these thorns from my flesh. And he said, my grace is sufficient. My, I make up the difference. I make up the gap. You are struggling with what's buffeting you and working on you and making you. But it's good that you're afflicted. And I, I'm not removing the thorn from your life. I'm not removing the, the, the trouble from your life. But what I will do is I'm going to give you grace to withstand it and grace to overcome it and grace does anybody have has God ever given you grace to overcome it grace to be the better person grace to be the bigger person they lied on you but God gave you the grace to be the bigger person hallelujah There's, that's the kind of God that we serve it's good that I'm afflicted he said because I've learned basically your law I've learned your word. I've learned, I've learned about you. I've learned your ways. I've learned all of those things because I have learned. I've learned. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to depend upon his word. Why? Because I've learned through every trial and every situation and everything that's buffeted me that I'm leaning on the everlasting arms of the Lord, that he's propping me up, that it's his grace and his mercy that's propping me up. Is anybody hearing what I'm preaching this morning? Does anybody can say, yeah, I, I, I can concur. I believe that. I, I know my God's holding me up. If you've seen what I've been through this year and you've seen what all the things have eaten away at me, I'm still standing. Sometimes you've got to just rejoice that I'm still standing. Oh, you don't believe me. The truth is, is you could be in a ditch. But I'm still standing. So that's reason enough to have a little praise party. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I wish somebody would stand in this house and just throw up your hand for just one second and say, thank God I'm still standing. Thank God I'm still standing. After this year, thank God I'm still standing. Whoa, hallelujah. Thank God that I've still made it. And God's not through with you yet. 
You may feel that God's through with you because you ran out of strength. You ran out of joy. You ran out of energy. But my God is more than enough. He shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory.